Welcome back to the Optimized Life Show. I'm Ryan Nidell, and today we're going to talk about systems. I know, super exciting. I can almost hear you with bated breath waiting to dive into this compelling content. Well, I assure you, not only is this going to be short, it's going to be impactful. And if you can pull out a few snippets, a few little pearls of wisdom and apply it to your business, you'll find yourself having more time. And in my opinion, as I help entrepreneurs across the globe get strategically clear on why they do what they do, all of them have gotten into this game of small or large business ownership under the guise that they're going to have more personal time, more free time. But magically, something has happened along the way, and they don't have it. And why is that? Right? Why do you believe that to be? And maybe you're not a business owner. Maybe, maybe your business is being a great mother or great father. Maybe your business is being an incredible wife or husband. Maybe it's working inside someone else's business. This applies to everyone across the board. So specifically, the small business owners of the world. You feel compelled to take the risk of start your own business. You dive in with both feet first. And when you start your business, it's kind of you against the world, isn't it? It's you sitting down, rear end in a, in a seat, designing everything, writing emails, doing all the sales calls, having all the follow-up. If it comes down to something that needs to be done when you're operating on a shoestring budget, you're the one that does it, right? There's no one else to turn to. And so you work hard and you work long and you take a skill set that was non-existent in certain areas and you turn it into at least something that is proficient. Maybe not excellent, but proficient. And by doing that for long enough, you get yourself running in a business. Right? You're generating positive cash flow. You've got an actual chance of making it now. And so instantly at that point, you think, okay, if what I've done worked and is working, then the best way to have more success is simply to do more of what is working. Another way to say that is the best way to make more money is work more hours. And right there at that critical inflection point that we have all been through, we end up stubbing our toe. Let me explain this to you. I know exactly why and how to get you past it. And this again, we'll say it as a mother, right? This is applicable as you're a mother as well or father, right? You, you want a child, you want a child, and then you go through the entire birthing process, right? Nine plus months of keeping the baby inside of you, making sure you're healthy and safe and stress-free and all the things that go into it. And then the child comes out and you spend the first two years really focused, especially you mothers, really focused on being there in every moment of the, of the day, nursing, parenting. And us men, right now that we take an active absent seat, but we're certainly not as capable in those moments as you are. Then the child grows and grows and things Things progress. Imagine now your child's getting ready to go to preschool. And you're like, yes, I have all this free time. I can finally get all the things done that I want. And what happens for most? Take a child to school. The first two or three days are like summer vacation used to be. You're excited. Life is good. Everything is great. Finally got back some of that free time. Maybe clean the house, go shopping, treat yourself, get your nails done finally. And what happens? You're bored out of your mind because there's been no system in place. There's no process for what you can do with the free time. 
And so then maybe you join a mother's group. You find something to occupy the time. But even then, it just feels like you're spinning your wheels. And over a long enough period of time, what does that end up doing? Well, for so many, it creates resentment. right? Because your husband may has maybe has been out working during this whole time. He doesn't have any clue what it's like to take care of a child. He doesn't have any understanding of what it's like to run children back and forth to school or sporting events. And so you resent the fact that he doesn't contribute more, but you really resent the fact that you don't get to go out and produce or live. And it's all because there was never a system or process built into the ecosystem of that being your business that allows that sort of scale to happen. Hence why systems matter. So let's go back to the business example. Right? It's not quite as far of a stretch. So in the business, again, we revisit it for just a moment. You come up with a business idea, you, you figure out all the pieces and parts, you run really hard for a while, you make some money, and they're like, okay, the only way to make more money is to double down. I'll just work more hours. And of course, as we do that, that causes the resentment inside of our family, that causes our bodies to deteriorate. That causes us to get so heavily weighted in the business part, right? the, the financial part of the foundational four, that everything else kind of slides to the wayside. And we don't even notice it happening. Right, all of a sudden, when we were starting, we were working 65 or 70 hours a week, and it felt like a lot, but we hit a new set point. Right? We were used to it. It was no big deal working 7 to 7, Monday through Friday. A little bit on Saturday, a little bit on Sunday. That just felt normal. And so 70 hours a week became the new norm. But the pressures of producing for your family, the ego of needing to be the top dog, and all the things that go on, while not knowing how to scale with systems, cause you to say, I, I, got, I got 90 hours. I mean, I'm going to just work a little bit harder. That, that's going to get me ahead. And it does. You make more money. But everything else goes to complete and utter shit. The relationship with your kids is a fraction of what it used to be. Your wife and you don't even communicate because you're so focused on work and what you have and haven't produced. And I get it. I feel for you but it's not scalable long-term. And so the wedge grows deeper, and your answer to when the wedge grows deeper is one of a handful of things. One, I'm going to work more. That'll solve it. I'll just sink myself into work. So now you're working 100 hours a week. Two, you end up drinking more, right, to kind of numb the pain. Maybe you're one of the really unlucky ones that reverts to drugs of some sort, some sort of painkiller, something to numb it down. And all of it really at some point because there was an inflection period where you could have outsourced and created systems to allow yourself to have the time, but you wouldn't have felt the financial reward quite as quickly. You got trapped in short-term thinking versus long-term scale, and we all do it. But now let's reverse this and let's play a different role with it. You're at a point you're working 70 hours a week. You're making money. Your business is profitable. And then you start to look and say, okay, well, I know my business works. What are the things that I'm really, really good at? For me, it's sales and being in front of the camera or the microphone. That, that's, what I'm, that's where I shine. All right, those are my things. What am I not so good at? Anything creative, graphic design work, any of that stuff, it is not my spot. Funnel creation. Okay, well, how do I handle this? What do I do with it? I can keep working more hours, but I don't know if that's smart. 
And so all of a sudden you start to reach out and you start to find someone that can help with those things. Right, you find the graphic designer, the project manager. You find the funnel builder, the traffic, traffic genius. You find somebody else to outsource the things that inherently you know aren't your genius anyways. They're never going to be your thing. Like, yeah, I know, but Ryan, I'm just finally now making a profit, right? We're bringing in five or six grand a month. I can't really afford to pay somebody four or five grand a month to do stuff I don't like to do. Then don't. Quit being so egotistical. Level with the potential person that's willing to work with you. Say, look, here's the facts of where I'm at. I've been in this business for 13 months. I've worked really, really hard at what I've created. Here's what I'm seeing is happening, and here's where I know we could do better if I had the right team with me. I'm not going to be able to afford to pay you a ton right now, but if you can stick with me, there's going to be an upside. And certainly, will that turn some people off? With no question. You're not going to get everybody. But the person that comes on knows what they're signing up for. And now all of a sudden, you've outsourced the things you're not genius at. And so potentially instead of 70 hours a week with 30 hours being spent doing things you're not good at, now you can come back to 50 hours and you're just doing the things that you're brilliant at. And the other 30 hours that were, you know, your troublesome stuff, the new person that comes on board, that that's their genius zone, it takes them 15 hours because they're twice as quick at it as you are. So now all of a sudden you're 50 hours and that person's 15 hours are still less than you were working overall by yourself and you're seeing more production inside your business. But most of us can't see that that way. Can't see the forest through the trees, right? We don't have that balcony view. And let's even say we're lucky enough to get to that point. And success is there. Now you don't know what to do next. Well, now you document. All throughout this process, you should document what you've been doing. Another thing that most people I feel like do not as efficiently as they possibly could. The beauty of training somebody else, the beauty of creating a McDonald's-like ecosystem is backfilling yourself with talent they can read off of a playbook and doesn't need you to be there. I mean, at this point, I don't even know who the owner of McDonald's is. Maybe you do, right? I know it's publicly traded and all the things that go on there, but whoever the CEO is of McDonald's. I don't imagine the CEO of McDonald's travels to every new McDonald's location and trains the owner-operator on how to run it. I would bet they've got systems and processes put in place with procedure manuals for everything possible, plus a local guy that comes out and strategically deploys and trains for a day or two, and they're off and running. That is how you should be building your business. More specifically, that is how you should be building your life. I'm going to share something a little personal. None about me at all. We're all growing and learning. My wife and I are having a conversation last week, and it's a rather spirited conversation. Right? From time to time, we don't see eye to eye. I think that's normal for every relationship, but if it's not and we're the only ones, it still doesn't really matter. We don't see eye to eye. And so I'm sharing with her some of my frustrations. Right? Frustrations on production, frustrations on time management, frustrations on everything. And it's not in an argumentative standpoint in which I'm raising my voice. It's just sharing what's actually on my mind. And as I'm sharing what's actually on my mind, I start mapping through some of the things that she does and why they bother me. And these are not what I would call attacks on her. This is just the way that I view life based off a systematic 
version of how to grow things. And so, right, we, we live 15 minutes from the office that I'm sitting in right now, which happens to be two minutes across the street from the gym we work out at. And so my wife, from time to time, will come to the gym, she'll then drive home, she'll then do some stuff at home, then she'll come to the office, then she'll drive home again, then she'll go pick up our daughter, then she'll drive back home, right, and it's a lot of back and forth. And so I started showing her, right, how she's saying over and over again, I just don't feel like I don't have enough time left every week, I'm not getting enough stuff done. Okay, well, the, the triple back and forth from the home to the office, not great at math, that's about another hour a day. Every time that goes on, that's just kind of wasted. If you do that just three days a week, that's three hours that could have been used for anything else in the world other than sitting in the car and driving. Then things like the grocery store. Right? We're big fans of something called ClickList here in Columbus, a grocery store called Kroger. But what happen is we'll buy things, but not enough things for the whole week. And then we'll forget things, and we'll have to go back and forth, and it's very wasteful to me. Right? Because, again, we're 15 minutes from the grocery store. So every time we need something, it's a 30-minute round trip plus a trip into the grocery store. It's 45 minutes of wasted time. So if we took an extra five minutes together and planned out meals for the week, made sure we had the right ingredients and just ordered everything at once and then add another 10% to it, we'd have enough food for the entire week and only have to go to the grocery store once. And I start going through this step by step, process by process, the places she goes, the things she does. And she's like, I've just never thought of it that way before. It's never dawned on me that that could be the case. I see where some of my time might be going. And this isn't a thing of being right or wrong. It's just a fact of got me thinking. Man, the, the, the systemization of life as a whole is not automatic for most. It wasn't always automatic for me. And I can't say it's 100% automatic, but it's pretty close. You know, haste makes waste. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. All the cliches that can exist in the world, but nonetheless, they all end up being true. But all that's a fancy way of just saying, create systems to allow yourself to grow. There's a reason why I map out my week on Sunday. It's not because I need some sort of gold star knowing that I did it. It's because it creates a system for me to follow. There's a reason I start out my way doing the same thing every, every day. It's a system. And we're pattern-based individuals. We're pattern-based creatures. It's easy for us to follow. And so the systemization allows for scale. And when you have systems that allow for scale, that allows for more time and typically more income. So we have to get you out of the mindset of trading time for money or time for time. Leverage that, my friend. Leverage all that. You're going to feel better about yourself. Like I said, whether it's a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad or someone that's a small business owner or anything in between, when you start to feel some momentum forward and you've realized you hit a new set point, start to recalibrate what it is that doesn't serve you and find someone else to start doing those things that it does serve them. You'll see your growth is exponentially quicker, and when you get there, the victory tastes just a little bit sweeter. I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.